fasten your seat belts. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. As if. You're going to ask me. So you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Quack. 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 You mean to say you actually quacked at the principal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how they're all writing on the board. I will not quack, not quack at, at the, the principal. principal. Nice. Yes. Has that, so here's yes. a question. Has that ever been, has that ever been one of the chalkboard things shown at the beginning of the Simpsons? You got to figure in 32 seasons or so they've done it, right? Yeah. I have to go I'll Google that at some point. So. Well, we are, we're not the Simpsons. We're not a Simpsons podcast. We are the 30-something mm-hmm. movie podcast. So mm-hmm. welcome. And from the quacking, you can probably tell a couple of different things. Either A, we've gone crazy, or two, this episode is the Mighty Ducks. And so to introduce my my fellow ducks, the, the flock that I will always defend. Bo, how you doing? I'm well, John. And yourself? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. If I feel like it's been a little while since we've been able to get together and talk some movies, so it has summertime schedules could be a little hard to line up. A little wonky, a little wonky. And we've also got Pat. Patrick, how are you doing? Great. Hey, everybody. How is? Uh, we I was, are. I was, I was going to ask you how is, uh, how's the dude? How's the Big Lebowski? Doodle is. He's doing well. Good. He's doing well. He's you know, as as uh, first time cat owners, we're happy to say he's still alive. There you go. And. These are good things. No, yeah, but he's uh, he's definitely got his energy time, and he's got I don't know where he is now, but he's got his his zoomy time. He's right and, behind uh, you. No, yeah, well, that's kind of what happens because like he calls like, coming from inside the house because he likes stalking, right? Mm. So you'll come around a corner and you'll see him leaning out, and it, and and I, I I we're an audio thing, so mm-hmm. you can't see it, but you know you kind of get one of these where he's off, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see. He kind of looks and then mm-hmm. boop, he's back yep. and then he looks and then you're like, dude, I see you. I know what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden he, and then he jumps and then he's on you. Yep. And it's not like he's attacking. He just kind of jumps, oh, yeah. wraps his legs around you, cuddles, and then runs off around the corner and then repeats. Sometimes he gets under the bed and then you, you kind of go to one side of the bed and all of a sudden you see a head and a paw come out and bam, he boxes your toes and <laughs> sneaks back under. Then you go to the other side of the bed head two paws come out bam bam and then he goes back under and yeah so he just he just like scampering around and boxing with people's toes it's, so, it's kind of funny so basically it's like those horror movies where you, you don't want to put your feet down like out of the bed because something's going to grab you from underneath yeah that's but in, that's in this it. case and, it's just like a really cute kitten it, it is yeah. and all he does is come out and box or okay. just kind of lay on your feet he 
we've got the cat tree set up, so he's not climbing up the blinds anymore. But uh, his favorite spot is he's found my grandfather's rocking chair, and that's ah. just kind of that's just kind of become his uh, that's just kind of become his chair. Nice. And I got a pick from him watching the final episode of season four, Stranger Things, okay. uh, with me, nice. and nice. Uh, actually w- watching a Formula One race, both sitting in the chair, you know. Oh, the out. Formula One race. Was he like mm-hmm. doing one of these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's kind of it. Like he's he's following the TV. But yeah, he was pretty into Stranger Things, even at three o'clock in the morning. So exciting times. We had a cat growing up who loved whenever Top Gun would come on because she'd do one of these when the plane would fly across. She'd be like, What's that's, happening? That's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. Whereas whereas Toby completely ignores the TV. <laughs> like unless there's a unless there's a dog barking really? or a yeah unless there's a dog barking or a doorbell or the moment and this doesn't bode very well because a lot of the shows we watch tend to have some explosions and gunfire and things like that any moment any time during a TV show if there's a gunshot or even like a the, the sound of something just mildly exploding he will immediately get straight up from his bed in the living room and walk right out of there and go to another room Aww. So not a fan of, not a fan of most ha- of our TV how did he shows. Ha- <clears throat> how did he handle the Fourth of July weekend? You know what? Around us, we really haven't had as much people. Uh, we haven't had as many people shooting stuff off as we normally do. Like normally, one of our neighbors builds a bonfire in the middle of the street and, and drives the rest of the neighbors crazy. Wow! Um, it really was just a little bit for a couple of nights. So for the most part, he's he's been all right. Well, that's nice. good. So that was good. Well, gents, we are we just hit a milestone episode not that long ago with episode number four hundred. Do any of you gents know what episode number it is this evening? I I don't I, I understood there would be no math. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm going oh. to go with I don't know. Oh believe me. Based on this number there will be no math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's not gonna be it's gonna be the new math. Let me help you out with this. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. My room is still messed up, and I know why. Why, man? Why, man? Because I got high. Because I got high. That's right. It's episode 420. (laughs) There it is. So this episode, this episode is going to be lit. This episode is the off the hook (laughs) sponsored by Monir Paneer Veneer. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't they all that? That that should have been 420. That episode right there. If if we could have, if I had any left over, you know, the, uh, the 30 something movie podcast, much like the, uh, was it the, or the brothers Rod- brothers Rodriguez? Wow, that's going back to the well with Repo Man, and I can't remember what their name. Yeah, was. I was gonna say yeah. you're. We're, uh... I'm blanking on that, but it was yeah. whatever it was. Whatever it was, they don't condone the use of drugs. That's right. Yeah, the Hermanos, the Hermanos Rodriguez. Hermanos Rodriguez. That's it? what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, this is episode 420. However, we we are all. None of us are partaking of anything here, and. We, we don't anyway, so just nope, nope. We're just we're just playing with the number there. 
we're we're high on movies is what we're high on. There yes. it is. And yes. I'm going to say this real quick, and then I'll leave the rest of my comments to the Patreon short that I'm going to put out here probably this weekend. Taika Watiti was definitely high on something when he wrote uh, and directed Thor Love and Thunder. I have heard there is a longer cut that is, in the words of some of the actors, bat crazy. More really? so than the actual movie itself. That is the quote from Chris Hemsworth, I believe. Huh. Okay. So, Because so, I saw so, it. I saw it on Friday. I'm going this coming Friday. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's – how did I have to describe it to other people? I was like, it's quirky and – I, that's all I can say. I don't really know what else I can say about it. It's, I mean, there was some stuff. My only, so I will share this. My only, without spoiling anything, my only criticism of the movie. It was, it was a fun movie. I had a lot of fun. It was a packed theater. Everybody was having fun. You know, kids were the kids that were in the theater were just they were laughing the entire time. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fun movie, and it's a fun family movie. There are some like creepy parts in it, but it's there's there's very much a lot of a lot of parts kids would enjoy. There were a couple times, and Taika Waititi is kind of guilty of doing this sometimes, where he kept a recurring joke going for maybe just a little bit too long. <laughs> like the first five mm. times we did this joke, it was funny. And then times six, seven, eight, and nine, I was like, yeah, okay, that's okay. It's humorous, but let's move on. Yeah. So, but no, it was fun. I had I had a good time watching it. But yeah, it was. I can't imagine there'd be a longer cut that is crazier than that one. That is the rumor. All right. Well then. So keep your eyes out for the Watiti cut. Yeah. There it is. Well, I I, I do look forward to seeing it. Tammy looks forward to seeing it. Yeah. You know, for obvious reasons. But as, so I'm, as do I. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. But uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting, especially just all in the Marvel universe, but you get two completely different directorial signatures, if you will, or stylistic cues, if you will, between like this from what you're saying and like multiverse of madness. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So that'll be, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. So you want to hear more about that? I will have my Patreon short coming out probably this weekend. And that, if you are one of our Patreon co-executive producers, then you'll be able to have access to that. You can get those by going to 30podcast.com, where you can also rate the show, leave a voicemail for us to listen to and respond to on the show. But that Patreon piece, it's at our Donate tab on our website. That'll take you over to Patreon. Any level of support there gets you that bonus content. We have one full episode that comes out every month, and then we've got a couple of little Patreon short episodes that come out twice a month so plenty of stuff over there for you to enjoy we spoil stuff so as we talk about mighty ducks for this episode we we're going to spoil things so just be aware of that this is pretty much the only warning beyond all that gentlemen is there anything else any pressing news you feel like you need to share or anything before we jump on the ice and get going here nothing nothing from my end that i can think of nothing springs to mind okay all right Let's do it then. This one is called The Mighty Ducks. Came out on the 2nd of October, 1992, rated PG, with a runtime of 1 hour 44 minutes, directed by Stephen Herrick, who also did Critters and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The writer on this one was Stephen Brill, who did Little Nicky and Heavyweights. 
Producers were John Avnet and Jordan Kerner. Avnet did Risky Business and Black Swan. Kerner did Three Musketeers and Fried Green Tomatoes. Music was done by David Newman, who did Heather's, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and The Sandlot. Another great sports movie. Cinematography was done by Thomas Del Ruth, who did cinematography for the West Wing TV series, The Running Man, and Stand By Me. Editors were Larry Bach and John F. Link. Bach did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bring It On. Link did Die Hard and Roadhouse. It's either my way or the highway. On the highway, the budget for this movie was $14 million. The box office was $50.8 million, so it did pretty well. Flickmetrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd to give an average, gave it an average of 54%, and I believe it's got a pretty low rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I want to say it's in the 20s on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not go back and look, but it's it's not... I can not Google that for you. It's not very high. I want to say it's like mid-20%. Yeah, it was not high. I knew that. Yeah. What's, up, what's up with that? Like audience or, or critic score? Unlike Afro Man, it was not high. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I don't recall. We'll, we'll let Bo Google that for us. Audience score is 65, tomato meter of 21. <clears throat> so critics. Yeah, I think, you know, I can see why critics might pan it. It's a little saccharine at times. A little unbelievable at other times, yeah. but it's still a feel-good, feel-good sports movie. But there's plenty of feel-good sports movies that are saccharine and and unbelievable when you really break them down. Right. But that doesn't mean they're any less fun and possibly inspiring. You know. I feel like this also got didn't it get listed on like AFI's 100 years 100 most. Influ- not influential, inspirational sports movies. That would make sense. Or something like that. Um, I can confirm that, but I believe. Yeah, but I think it was, I think it was nominated as like one of the most. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise movies. me. I mean, it's yeah. definitely. I mean, it's a, it's a Disney sports movie, so it's going to be on, on par. Right. I mean, like, it's got all of that. It's got the elements. Yeah. It's got everything you need to be inspirational. Yeah. It's Disney. So it's. Yeah. Not going to be too heavy. Yeah. It's got mm-hmm. kids. It's got redemption. It's got, right. It's, you know, you know, it's got the coach who says something wrong and then gets redeemed. It's right. got the coach who wants to be a, a minor league player and he finally goes to try out at the end. There's just, there's all that yeah. stuff. It means inspiration. It means Rewenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <sighs> oh dear anyway brought to you by Molnir <laughs> brought to you by Rowenge <laughs> yes, there you go <laughs> side effects may include Rowenge <laughs> I wanted to record the app but I got high there you go there you go it's gonna be one of those ah <sighs> The irony of it being episode 420 and it being a children's movie, but oh well. Yeah, well. <laughs> when your main character's name is Gordon Bombay, then. Well, a yeah. little bit of gin, a little bit of tonic. Everybody's happy. All right. So starring Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay, the man in question here. He was in Repo Man and Young Guns. Joss Ackland played Hans. He was in Lethal Weapon 2 and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. 
Lane Smith, who died in 2005, played Coach Jack Riley. He was in the TV series Lois and Clark and the movie My Cousin Vinny. Heidi Kling played Casey. That was Charlie's mom. She was in Out on a Limb and Turbulence. Joseph Summer played Mr. Ducksworth. He was in Dirty Harry and X-Men The Last Stand. Joshua Jackson played Charlie Conway. He was in Dawson's Creek and Fringe. Eldon Henson played Fulton Reed. He was in the TV series Daredevil and the movie Idle Hands. Sean Weiss played Goldberg. I am Goldberg! He was in Heavyweights and Freaks and Geeks. MC Ganey played Lewis. He was in Con Air and Wild Hogs. Matt Doherty played Les Averman. He was in So I Married an Axe Murderer and Pat's favorite movie, Home Alone. Brandon Quinton Adams played Jesse Hall. He was in The Sandlot and The People Under the Stairs. Jesse Smollett was Terry Hall. He was in Jail. I, I'm sorry. He was in Alien Covenant. <laughs> I, yeah, I went there. I'm sorry. Sorry, kind of not sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to do the intro to the app, <laughs> and then I got high. Tough room tonight. Oh, man. Actually, he was in Alien Covenant and the TV series Empire. Uh, J.D. Daniels played Peter. He was in episode or two of Quantum Leap and the TV series version of Beethoven. Aaron Schwartz played Dave Karp. He was in Heavyweights and Gossip Girl. Garrett Ratliff Henson played Guy Germain. He was in Arachnophobia and the Adventures of Huck Finn. Marguerite Moreau played Connie. She was in Wet Hot American Summer and Queen of the Damned. Jane Plank played Tammy. She was in Jingle All the Way. Danny Tamborelli played Tommy. He was in The Magic School Bus and The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Vincent LaRusso played Adam Banks. He was in the Mighty Ducks movies and Superhero Movie. John Beasley was Mr. Hall. He was in Rudy and the TV series Everwood. A couple of quick trivia things here. Jake Gyllenhaal, who was a complete unknown at the time, auditioned for the role of Charlie Conway, but his parents would not let him do the movie, so they ended up having to go with Joshua Jackson. Charlie Sheen was originally offered the role of Gordon Bombay, but he turned it down. And then, obviously, later on, his brother, Emilio Estevez, took Too much tiger blood. Too much winning. Too much tiger blood. Yeah. Well, see, you have to lose a few times in this, and if you're always winning, then it's not... It does uh, pose a challenge. It's not going to be as inspirational. Here was the one I thought was kind of interesting. The original premise of The Mighty Ducks was was quite a bit darker and not a whole lot of comedy in it. It was about an ex-professional hockey player turned alcoholic who wanted to get Rewenge on his old coach by coaching opposite him. And that was kind of like that idea kind of stayed through, but then when Disney got the rights to it, they obviously changed it. You know, he's a lawyer now, not a former NHL player. Much um, less uh, heavy on the alcoholism, for sure. <laughs> much less heavy on that. They still kept his name. Gordon Bombay, but you know it was uh, it was definitely definitely a little uh, a little watered down for the mouse. And then the other kind of funny, interesting uh, trivia thing here is Jane Plank, the one that played Tammy, the uh, figure skater that they get to be on the team. She did not know how to figure skate at all. That it was actually Pat's going to appreciate this because he's on a stunt double kick right now. Katie Walquist was the figure skating stunt double for the character of Tammy, and she's the only one that knew how to actually do figure skating. Okay, right on. So, I know you're on your your exploration of stunt doubles currently. So, yes, 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 I am. Have you got not to derail the podcast any more than we already have? But uh, have you found any other new stunt performers that have piqued your interest? You know what? Not, not really. I mean, I can't remember how many names I've. But I'll tell you, if you guys want to fun fall down a fun rabbit hole, check out some of like the highlight reels that some of these folks have out there. Yeah. I started after you and, dropped some names before I started looking at some of them on YouTube. 
Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, and it's pretty cool because a lot of them are, are done up probably, well, probably like, like, I don't know what it's like to be in that line of work, but they're like put out there and it's like a compilation of all the movies they've been in. Mm-hmm. And then they'll like intersperse them with, you know, like training montages or whatever. And it's just like, man, I, <laughs> I could sit there and just click on those videos like all day, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's yeah. impressive stuff. It's pretty impressive stuff. So I, yeah, I don't really have any other names, but uh, like I said, go to, go to any Marvel DC movie and just click who was the stunt double for, you know, right. mission impossible fast and the furious, like anything that has like lots of action sequences and just click on, find out who the stunt double is, Google their name, and then just look for highlight reels. And it's yeah. like, dang, it's impressive stuff. Yeah. Nice. It is impressive stuff. All right. Well, with that, uh, our synopsis here for the movie itself is that Gordon Bombay, a reckless young attorney, is forced to coach a youth hockey team as part of his community service. Uh, he's trying to be of service to the community. After being stopped for drunk driving, despite having rink experience, Gordon isn't eager to play hockey again, as evidenced by his uncomfortable interactions with Jack Riley, his own former coach. Gordon is first hesitant to lead his squad against Riley's tough guys, but he eventually learns to value his group, which includes Charlie Conway, a promising new player. From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging. Maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, not at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey. That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are we ducks or what? The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't go with the original premise of the movie and have that be your trailer. It 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 sounds too Disney-fied. Yeah, yes. that'd be a different movie. Yeah. Yes. Gordon Bombay is an ex NHL player that wants to kill his former coach. Yeah, that would be a little. Mm-hmm. Little, little mm-hmm. More, a little more intense than what the mouse is willing to do. Yeah, that's that's a different direction. And I mean, even that, like, how long was that trailer? I mean, I don't know if that was an official trailer, or if that was like a 30 second spot, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, I think it just summed up. Well, I'm getting ahead, but yeah, it just perfect, perfect summation of what the movie is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got six major moments for us, and this is kind of our way of just walking through the plot of the movie real quick, and then we'll kind of get into our opinions and our, our review of it here in just a moment with our deeper thoughts. But our major moments this time around is a uh, first one I've got is flashback to failure. So we kind of start the movie off with a flashback to young Gordon Bombay, and he is in the, the he's got a penalty shot to potentially have a chance to win the game. I don't remember finding this anywhere else in the movie, but I was as I was reading up on this after the fact, something I read somewhere said that it was not actually his fault that they lost the game. That penalty shot was for them to win the game and not have to go into overtime, but that the team actually went into overtime afterwards, and that's where they lost the game. Yeah, I read that too, and I had trouble finding... Yeah. So, so I don't know where the evidence for that is. If it's in any of the other movies, I have not seen any of the other. I've seen bits and pieces of D2, The Mighty Ducks, but I haven't seen any of the others. So if for some reason that's explained somewhere else, maybe that's where it comes from. But 
I don't I don't think I saw that anywhere in this one. So that's how we start the movie, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll insert a little bit of an opinion here real quick, even before we get to our deep thoughts. But I kind of thought part of me felt like these opening credits because you're you're this is a sports movie for kids, a Disney sports movie for kids. I felt like the opening credits were a little slow. Like you really just, you had a black screen and the names were in like blue and white and it was kind of slow and it was kind of like, it it didn't feel like it was building towards anything necessarily. And I kind of thought, huh, well, I'm an adult and I'm not really getting pumped up for this. I'm not really getting super excited about this movie right now. If I was a kid, I would think that that's kind of, you maybe do the credits, the opening credits against a different backdrop. I mean, show some hockey stuff going on. Show the game where they're where young Gordon Right, show playing. the game before the shot or yeah. something. It just it seemed kind of interesting that they chose just a, a plain black screen. It almost seemed to me like as if that was an afterthought and they just kind of like ran out of time and Well, I wonder if they didn't want to have spend the money on rendering those graphics over video. True. Yeah. That can especially back then that could have been a cost savings. Yeah. To just do them over a background. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought about that. I was like, well, and ice is kind of hard to do because it's so white. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of a lot of reasons not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was different than definitely different than it would be done today and right. different than what we've been seeing. Right. Like you usually see the opening credits over the establishing shots of the city or yeah. something in most of the movies we've been watching lately. Yeah. So we can tell that this flashback to failure is kind of his, that's what's going to affect the, the rest of his life because then we go from that into a, a scene of him in a courtroom. This is major moment number two, which I'm calling Gordon Bombs a Career. And he is in a courtroom doing fairly well. At one point he mentions that he has not lost a case, even though there's one he does not talk about. But other than that, he has not lost a case. And so we, we also kind of get the sense that he's not he's not very likable. Like his his opponents don't like him. The judge doesn't like him. Kind of seems like his own client doesn't really care for him all that much. He's just not a very likable guy. And uh, he's he's kind of a hot shot, kind of reckless. So he's 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 a maverick. He's reckless. He's dangerous. Well, I, well, it, it establishes like this is what happens when you go for the win at all costs. Right, right, right. You know, yeah. n- not even the ends justify the means type of thing, but just always uh, play to win. Always play to win. It doesn't really matter who he's defending or who he's going. You know, right, all that kind of thing. Right, and so then we get a scene just a little bit later where he is very much drinking and driving. At, I mean, not even trying to hide any of it at all. Gets pulled over and uh, gets a little sassy with the police officer. And uh, what was the what was the one line? It was breath, blood, or urine. He's like, no thanks, I'm full. Yeah, like, that was the kind of thing. The kind of thing you absolutely should not say yeah. to a police officer. No, 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 no. Right. Not that I've been pulled and, over a lot of times, but I I probably know not to say something like that. Right. And I don't know, John, if when we get into deep thoughts, if we're going to get into first time we saw it and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this, this is the scene that didn't make much sense to me. Like I get it and I get how they set it up, but yeah. as a kid and now it, this is the scene that was like, Oh, that this seemed to come out of left field yeah, a little bit. But yeah. anyways, we'll get into that more. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so he, it basically bombs his career. He then is, now all of a sudden he's appearing before the court, and then he appears before his boss, Mr. Duckworth, who does not want there to be a trial because that's not going to look good for their firm. So he has made a deal with the with the judge, with the court, that he will do community service. You know, he'll have to take a leave of absence from work. And and Gordon is like, well, he can't he can't do that. And the boss is like, well, no, I, I did that. Like, I need you to learn. I need you to learn fair play. I need you to learn how to deal with other people. I need you to learn. And and Gordon is is pulling this like, well, that's not fair. That's not, I, this is ridiculous. I, I can fight this. And so he's like, nope, no, no, you're going to do the community service 500 hours and you're going to learn some stuff. And so from that point, then comes major moment. Number three, the cake eater becomes the coach. So we see that he has been given, not only is he still being paid, even though he's on a leave from work and he's been given a driver and he's driving out of this limo to meet the team for the first time. And uh, what did you guys think about that first introduction to the team when we see, well, we, I guess we see the kids first playing a prank on somebody. And then uh, a little bit later on, we, we get them out on the, on the rink and he gets introduced to him for the first time. So what did you guys think of the introduction to the team? Well, it was, the, for me, it was the perfect introduction, like who all those kids are. And even though I can't really exactly remember their names, okay, you, you just, it, it, I don't know, it kind of cracked me up and you already know what the team is about and you know what each kid is about and it shows their camaraderie, you know, it establishes the gang that the movie is about, right? Like the Sandlot, like the whatever yeah. film, it, it's like, okay, it, you know. I, th- I thought it was a really, I thought it was a fun scene and rewatching it, it. I think it very efficiently sets up the movie and tells you everything you need to know about the kids. Yeah. You get, you pick up the dynamics between the team members, you pick up the dynamics, even once he gets there, like it establishes that baseline relationship that now we're going to grow. Cause now these people are stuck together for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of the kids at the at the onset are just not. He comes in in a limo in this suit and tie, and most of the kids are just not having any of it at all. At first, they think he's a drug dealer, which is kind of a funny scene, but uh, then they quickly find out. Once he's got the roster, then they're like, oh, no, this guy is the coach. And, you know, it, it sort of sets up that they're not maybe from the best neighborhood, that they see a limo, and the first thing they think is drug dealer. Yeah. Well, and his his first interaction with parents doesn't tend to go very well either because all the kids pile into the limo and he's driving around on, on the ice. And Charlie's mom shows up and, and breaks up the whole party. And I'll talk about this a little bit more when we get into the deep thoughts section. But one of the things, one of the things I thought went a little quicker than maybe it should have was how quickly she turned from being mad at him to all of a sudden, oh, he's okay now. Yeah, that seemed a little contrived. He he did, he tried to make a terrible apology later to Charlie in the in the movie, and all of a sudden he's staying for dinner. Yeah, but, yeah. But it kept the movie going efficiently. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, you want to watch this with kids, and like, okay, he made bad decisions, and he was a jerk. Okay, he learned to apologize mm-hmm. and be polite, and things are good. You know, like it just. Like I said with the trailer, it just sums it all up, and you know the whole yeah. film comes in at what hour and forty minutes. Yeah, yeah it's right? a quick one. Or so. Yeah. So it's 
get. I think it's quick. It's to the point. It's right. Like you said, simple. I mean, it's for kids. So yeah. Right. Right. It doesn't. And the flip side is if we, maybe we want a little bit more meat on the bone as far as that goes, but the flip side is doesn't bog down. No, no. You know, I don't think at, at this point, I don't think there's any scenes that are like, can we move it along, please? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. The next major moment is, I'm calling this one power play, because this is when they actually start to learn how to play. When he first coaches them, he just he doesn't really know how to coach. He's just telling them, keep your heads up. Play harder. And that's not helping anybody. So he hasn't actually coached them on how to do anything. That's the thing we see him do first. Then his second idea is... Well, kind of what you said earlier, Pat, the idea of the winning at all costs is like, okay, well, I'm going to teach you guys how to take a fall. We're going to, we're going to Dennis Rodman the heck out of this. And I'm going to teach you guys how to, you basically you're going to be soccer players and I'm going to teach you how to take a fall well and, and see if you can get the penalty. And that does not go well. Like right away, the ref is like, look, if you guys do this again, I'm going to, I'm going to forfeit the game. So then they actually get an opportunity. They, then he actually starts coaching them once they, once they basically threaten to leave, and the, one of the dads, I think it was Terry's dad, it was a Terry and, I'm blanking out on the other kid's name, it was Terry and Jesse, his dad is like, look, I, I, my overtime pay goes so these kids can be in this hockey league. I'm not paying for them to cheat. And so I can, that kind of hits him, realizing he's, he's not doing this the right way. And so then, and that's where... That's where it really started to, starts to kind of get fun is where he's really working with the kids. I love the whole sequence with the eggs of him trying to teach them. You glide it. You, you cradle it. You're, you're not hitting it. You're not whacking it. Is it wrong that the only thing I could think of was, God, that's got to be messy to clean up? <laughs> yeah. Well, you and you and my wife both, that was the first thing she said. She's like, I'd hate to be the person that has to clean that up off the ice. Yeah, I mean, Zamboni or not, I feel like that's a mess. Right. Get a heated Zamboni, you got some scrambled eggs. Ooh. You got breakfast and a hockey game. <laughs> Lay down a little bacon. And of course, and of course, not to, uh, you know, take the focus away from the great cleanup, but right before he decides to coach again, he has the trip down memory lane and, uh, you know, kind of remembers what it was, kind of rediscovers his love for the, for the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that, that, that scene, again, all done very efficiently, just like the dad. It's just one line like, hey, we're going to try and cheat. Really, this this is what I'm paying for is for my kid to learn to cheat. Oh, okay. And trip, again, just very efficient and, you know, moving moving through the story and, and, and moving ahead. Yeah. I didn't you, – you bring up that scene where he, he kind of stops back at the, the old man's hockey shop where all the supplies are and he gets his pairs of skates and – we meet Hans, the the character. What do you say? He didn't say he was Swedish. He said he was Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. And uh, ah. he, he said something like, "You're," he said, "You're a you're a sadist, or you're you're something." And he's like, "No, I'm Scandinavian." So, had this remained the darker Mighty Ducks, I think we would have gotten a different line at some point in the movie because he gives him these skates, and he's like, "These are your skates. You know, this is for you to get back on the ice and get back into what you loved. And what you got to do is quit yelling at the kids and and." have them love hockey too the way you did if this had been the darker version and gordon did not do that but instead double down on being a jerk i picture hans coming back at some point and telling him well i gave you those skates but you know what now for wenge just been revoked <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Hans at one point, the reason he's the, the reason he's in the country is because he had diplomatic immunity, but he has to, run, he has to run the hockey shop now because it got revoked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the fun part of the movie is when they really start to play together well. They're building the team. They've got, you know, they bring in the figure skaters for a, a, little, a little extra pizzazz there, and then they've also got Fulton they bring in who can make these amazing shots, but just one out of five. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then we kind of switch a little bit. There's been a little bit of this building, but it's it's not until it's, it kind of gets its own little segment here in the middle of the movie. And and maybe this was for the parents that were taking their kids to go see the movie, but I'm calling this segment, this segment the Hot Mom Summer. And this <laughs> is where Gordon and Casey kind of starting to fall in love with each other. And Pat, kind of to your point, and, and that's kind of where I had to – to weigh some of this was I'm like, all right, it's a kid's movie. Things are going to be simplistic. I'm like, this is moving a little fast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it's it's a movie for kids. It's it's an hour and 44 minutes long. Things are going to move a little fast. Things are going to be a little truncated for the purpose of the story. And so we do get that segment where he, he gets to know her a little bit better. They kind of start to fall in love. There's still a little bit of hesitance because it sounds like from him talking with Charlie that maybe Charlie's dad wasn't the greatest person in the world. So they're a little hesitant to, or at least the mom is a little hesitant to invite a new guy into their life. Whereas Charlie is like, hey, I I could have my coach be my dad too. Game on. Coach dad. Coach dad. Much better than ghost dad. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. 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 On several levels. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, I don't have the Cosby music to start playing. I I know, I know. It's, Although it's I I will tell you that when I was going through the list of of writing down all the other movies that the actors had been in and that the other writers had been in, when I came across which one was it? It was. I feel like it was one of the actors. Shoot, or it was one of the writers. Whichever one, one of the writers or one of the actors, one of the other movies they had done was the football movie Rudy. But of course, uh-huh. as soon as I read the word Rudy, I'm going Rudy, <laughs> Rudy, mm-hmm. and that's a very different Rudy. Different yes. Rudy, yeah. So, moving on, the last major moment I've got here is I'm calling. I'm giving it two different names. I'm calling it the championship slash cross check the leg. Mm-hmm. So we we get very much a they're in the final. They're with the Hawks. They've had one of the Hawks players come over because he did his lawyer Gordon Bombay and found out that this kid actually lives within the boundaries of the District 5 or, or Mighty Ducks team and so actually forces him to play on their team even though he would have been the star player for the Hawks. Which and, always goes well. Man. Which which absolutely always goes well. But then Coach Riley, the coach of the Hawks, we have this kind of, even for a kid's movie, it was kind of a little bit of a dark moment in the movie where the coach is like, look, I want you to drop Banks like a bad habit. Like it's the kid that had been on his team and he's telling his players, look, take him out. And they're up for it. Yeah, they're up for it. He's like, like he is training these kids to be killers. It is a, it is a well, full on at all costs. I mean, that's the, it is a full on John crease moment. So he, he creases the heck out of this thing. Yep. 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 yep and then yep. what makes it even darker? <laughs> I remember watching this and going, wow, that, that we, we went from, maybe it was just paying homage to all of the great, 80s sports movies because we we have him telling the kid he's like look i want you to take him out you know it's very much a a john crease sweep the leg kind of a moment 
And then later on, when they do actually take him out, and the one kid tries to tries to wake him up when he's on the ground, and he turns back to the kid that hit him, and he goes, "What did you do?" And the kid standing there is like, "My job." <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm watching this. And I'm going like, okay, we just had a Karate Kid thing. Now I'm watching this going. If he dies, he dies. Yep. Like, yikes. Like, a little dark. Little homage to the '80s sports movies. I'm, I'm kind of liking it, but I'm kind of creeped out by this kid. Mm-hmm. So, the collar gets flipped up on the jacket. That's uh, all. Yep. Yep. And then I think uh, I think my daughter decided that she could start writing inspirational sports movies because it was still a few minutes away. But she she kind of turned to me and she's like, "Dad, what I think is going to happen? I think what's going to happen is they're going to get into a situation where Charlie has to hit a penalty shot that's exactly the same as what Gordon had to hit when he was a young kid, and that's going to determine whether or not they win the championship. But this time they will because it's an inspirational movie, and you've got to win in the end. That's a smart kid you got there. Yeah, yeah, she's got that. And then it all happened. She's and got she that just, figured up. She just kind of sat there and she's like, "Uh huh, yep, told you." <laughs> You got yourself yeah. a smart one there. So they so they do, and they win the championship. And then, of course, as with any good Disney movie, we have to set it up for a sequel. So as he's getting on the bus at the end of the movie, he's like, hey, no matter what, I'll see you guys back here next year because we got to defend the title. And then he drives away I, on the Greyhound, and the kids are all cheering and run down the street and roll credits. Do we have anything? Is there anything I missed in the major moments? I don't think so. Nope. No, I think that sums it up. All right. Let's go a little bit deeper into the ice. Let's go where the ice is a little thicker, and we'll uh, we'll go into our deep In ice. our limo. In our limo. Let's pile into our limo. I don't know which one of you is going to fart when we're in the limo, but, you know. <laughs> Goldberg. 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 All right. Deep thoughts. I mean, with this group, I would guess all of us, but, you know. Well, let's, we, we're nothing if not a democracy. <laughs> And now, Deep Thoughts. All right. Let's uh, let's start off with when was the first time you saw this movie? Oh, gosh. We probably rented it as soon as it was on VHS would be my assumption. Patrick? Yeah, for us. Yeah, for us. I think we all went to the theater. I think the fam went to the theater and then we rented it often. It was a staple in the Canagallo household. Yeah. Last week for me. All right. Yeah. You know, no gonna... kidding. Yeah. No, I hadn't seen this. I don't know I if was, it was because, uh... I don't know if it was because, I mean, growing up in Texas, I'm probably going to watch football movies and baseball movies before I watch a hockey movie. So, and I've just never. I don't know. We never watched hockey growing up. So I don't know if it just didn't, if it just didn't register that. Well, and you know, at the time we were also moving from Texas to England and Mm -hmm. you know, around this time, even with some of the like kid movies, we didn't necessarily go see them in the theater because they might've been just coming out when we moved away from the States. And so we might've missed them or they weren't coming out till later when we got over to England. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But for some reason I've seen bits and pieces of D2 the Mighty Ducks. Okay. Um, okay. I don't remember much about it, but I know I had seen bits and pieces of that one, but I'd never actually watched this one before. So this was the first time viewing for Got me it. and watched it with the family. And yeah. They, and they enjoyed it too. Cool. So yeah, it was first time around for me. Yeah. Uh, 
do you like this movie? I do. I, I, I do like this movie. I think it's fun. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I mean, we could sit here and pick apart formulaic kind of sports movies as, you know, every day of the week and twice on Sunday kind of thing. But, uh, and it's funny, you said growing up in Texas, you didn't necessarily watch a bunch of hockey movies. Right. See, that's the thing is like, have a mom from Minnesota and hockey's going to be, <laughs> right. what did my cousin? my cousin say like in Minnesota, like the, the, the twins might not, you know, pack, pack the stadium for a game, but you get like a high school hockey mm-hmm. match and it's like the parking lot's full and you know, that, like that whole type of thing, which I, I didn't mean to disparage the Minnesota twins, but I think like the thing is, is that hockey is just super big is what he's trying to say. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I like it. It's fun. I mean, sure, you could sit here and pick apart all the things that you get in formulaic movies, but I, I, that just, why? It's just, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, and you know what? The other thing, too, when I was looking up a, a quick little history of some of this, the, was it the Minnesota, was it the Minnesota hockey team? Yes. So the Minnesota North Stars, which I think is the, the team that they go see, or the players were on the team that they go see in part of the movie, that team actually moved to Dallas and became the Dallas Stars, but it okay. wasn't until 1993 when we had been when we had moved from Dallas to England. So growing up, there was no, as far as I can remember, there was no professional hockey team in okay. Dallas before that. Right. You know, I, there were other, like, minor league hockey teams, I think, but as sure. far as I know... Before the Dallas Stars, there wasn't really a like a NHL professional hockey team in Dallas. So, well, yeah. So there you go. Right. There and we would. And, and growing up, we went to we went to Cowboys games. We went to Rangers games. We went to yeah. Dallas Mavericks games. So, had there been a hockey team when I was growing up, I'm sure we probably would have gone. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching a couple of Dallas Stars games here and there on TV whenever we could catch them. But it just was never. I think really until we moved up here. And then my dad started watching Blackhawks games and my sister kind of became a Blackhawks fan. Mm-hmm. You know, we really, hockey was just never a, never a thing for us. So, right. But, right. Yeah. So. Did you, did yeah. you like the movie? Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I, there were, like I said before, there was a couple things, couple things here or there where I was like, eh, I don't know that, that, that beat didn't quite hit right for me, but you know, for the most part, I, I Viewing it as a kids inspirational sports movie made mm-hmm. by Disney, I'm like yeah, it's fun. Like it's it's on the same level as what are some of those other Disney ones? Like oh, remember the Titans and Miracle and just all these different and and even branching out to the other like different inspirational kids sports movies. Like you know, was it Rookie of the Year, The Sandlot, Little Big League, Angels in the Outfield, all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's got it's got all the same beats as those, and and plenty of those movies. Like Bo said, it's got plenty of saccharine little moments where it's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. it's a little simplistic, but it's a movie for kids. That's totally fine, right? You know, and, and to your point, it's it, it needs to move at a regular clip. Like it just it needs to. It, it's a kids movie, so you need to move from scene to scene. You might need to truncate some of the stuff that in an adult movie you'd spend a little bit more time on but um, mm-hmm. yeah so no i i liked it i i enjoyed it and i 
In fact, as I was watching it with my family and they were enjoying it, I was enjoying it. I'm sitting there and I'm going, I don't understand the 20 whatever percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that. It, I get that there's a few things here and there that are a little clunky, but it's still enjoyable. Right. So, and we had, we actually had a few, I forgot to write them down. So apologies if you're listening and you were one of the ones that did this. We had a few people kind of tweet out because I think I tweeted last week that we were going to be talking about these. And we had a few people kind of tweet back out at us that they really love this movie. Like this is one of their favorite, sure. you know, kids sports movies and growing up, they, they remember really loving this movie. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think, I, I think it's a fun one. Yes. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a fun, it's an enjoyable movie to watch. There's funny parts. There's feel good parts. If you're a fan of the sport and anytime you have a movie about your sport, it, it's fun to see. Yeah. So one thing I was going to ask you guys is, do you think that, do you think that it hits the theme of redemption and maybe redemption is not the, not the best way to describe the theme of this movie. Do you think it does a good job of, especially from a kid's point of view, do you think it does a good job of hitting that theme of redemption or that theme of learning the fair play that his boss tells him he needs to learn? Oh, I think so. I mean, I remember as a kid watching it and enjoying it, right? So that's kind of the, I'm not going to overthink it from there. You said you watched it with the family. I think it establishes that. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I think it's good. Like I said earlier, the only thing that I got confused about, and I still kind of do is why was he drinking and driving? You know, like, like they didn't set him up to be an alcoholic. No. Which. I think it was that that was probably just that leftover from the original movie idea. Sure. Which I think there could have been a better way to do it. Right. Uh, And, And I think they either needed to show him just have him walk out of a a company party yeah. after having too much to drink. Like you just or, needed a 30 second shot. Or even, and I mean, I think e- that- even show it in the courtroom. If he's going to be kind of mouthing off to the judge, have the judge hold him in contempt of court or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then have mm-hmm. the judge be like this really strict, because kids are not going to care whether this is actually legal or not. You know, have him be like a really strict judge. And he's like, hey, look, you don't talk to me that way in my courtroom. I'm holding you in contempt. And not only that, I'm going to come up with a really creative sentence for you. You've got 500 hours of community service and then go from right. there. Yeah. The, to me, the the drinking thing didn't make a whole lot of sense because then part of me was thinking, okay, well, as this movie goes on, we're going to see him struggle with that. And he didn't. Right. And that's kind of the thing. I mean, and I, I remember thinking that as a kid, like, yeah. why is, why is he doing this? You know? Yeah. And, and, I suppose you could headcanon it. Hey, maybe he walked out of a party, but that's the only little bit that I I remember as a kid, even that didn't make much sense. And I think partly it is, especially 30 years on, we're starting, we're starting to, I think, view substance abuse and and all that as not just a crime, but as a disease. Mm -hmm. Right. So right here, it's just kind of being treated as a crime as a means to an ends in the story. And it's kind of like, that's where it just kind of falls a little flat. Yeah. And again, I'm not just, I'm not just saying that as an adult, I remember as a kid sitting there in a theater going like, this doesn't make any sense. Like what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyways. But again, I don't want to bog down because the point was to get you from a to B and he had to do the community service and it moves on from there. Yeah. You know, 
hijinks ensue. Yeah. And he does the right thing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing, the only other place where I was a little bit disappointed in the way the, the story went or the way a particular character went was as we, as you get into the story and he, his boss is cutting a deal with the judge, you know, at that point, his boss is like, well, you need to, you need to step away from your job. You're taking this too seriously. You need to learn fair play. You need to learn to work well with others. You need to learn. And I'm watching this. I'm going, this is pretty awesome. Like this is your typical eighties, early nineties, corporate lawyer boss kind of character is usually the villain. And yet mm-hmm. we've got this Mr. Ducksworth is the one that's telling him, Hey, look, you, you got to play well with others. You got to, you got to learn to be respectful. You got to learn to all this other stuff. Winning is not everything, blah, 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 blah. And then it was super disappointing later in the movie when his same character was the one that was saying, well, this guy's my really good friend and his son wants to play on the Hawks. And so you're going to retract your formal complaint. And, it, and, I'm, and I'm sitting there going, well, where was the guy 30 minutes ago saying that you're going to go do this and learn fair play? Mm-hmm. And so that was a little, I'm not saying that it was a, a misstep on the movie's part. I, for me, it was just a, I really liked the character of Mr. Ducksworth until we get to that point. And I'm like, whoa, 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 where was the Mr. Ducksworth from 40 minutes ago? Right. That seems like a different guy. Right. And it, it's, again, I, I just say it, it's easy to look at, oh, well, he ended up being the villain. Right. Right. You know, and he was trying to teach Gordon all the fair play and blah, 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 because it was going to look bad for the firm right. if he didn't. Right. And, and that kind of goes part and parcel with hour and 40 minute movie to be for the whole family, yeah. not just for kids, but you know, for the whole family mm-hmm. and have it be uh, streamlined. So the, the bad guys are going to be a little bit more card cut out mustache twirling mm-hmm. bad guys, not a lot of nuance to yeah. them. Well, and that was that was my only problem with it was he didn't seem like a bad guy at the yeah at the no. beginning of the movie. He maybe a little selfish towards his firm, but he didn't seem like he'd be a quote unquote villain type character. And then all of a sudden, when he's his longtime buddy who might be kind mm-hmm. of wealthy, um, once his kid playing for a different hockey team, then all of a sudden he's willing to bend all the rules and forget the whole thing of fair play and and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the only. One of the only parts where I kind of got caught up on, and it was more of a, I was disappointed in that's the turn that the character took. Right. You know, not that, not that he couldn't do, not that they couldn't do that with the character. I was like, oh, I, I kind of liked how this guy was mm-hmm. presenting things and presenting himself and everything at the beginning of the movie. And then it suddenly became a, well, I'm going to fire you over this if you don't, if you don't do this. I'm like, whoa, that's not the, we gave Mr. Ducksworth a jersey. Like, why is he not nicer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, but you did get that killer line about you may have that jersey, but you didn't earn it. Right. Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. Quack, quack, quack. Mm-hmm. He quacked at the principal, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have any other deep thoughts before we get into our three questions? No, fun movie. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Well, and as with any sports movie, whether it's a sports movie for kids or, or just sports movie in general, anytime you get to the the like the actual game itself and there's the the 
people getting thrown over the wall or people crashing into each other. And I just, I always enjoy a good sports movie. So, and this one did not disappoint with the, the, the sports play scenes. Oh yeah. All right. It's time for three questions. He asks each traveler five questions, three questions, three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, question number one. What is your favorite hockey team? Well, I, I'll i jump in there and say that, and then I'd, I'd have to say the Blackhawks. I mean, I'll, I'll root for the home team for us on that. I Boy, I'm the last person to say, oh, I'm, I'm the biggest fan. You know, that would be mm-hmm. a little fair weather. But, you know, the folks in my family that are uh, hockey fans are fans of the Blackhawks, and, yeah, it's fun to get – in with the home team thing and and all that kind of deal. When they're in the playoffs, I've been known to enjoy the Avalanche, but for the most part, I have to say the Blackhawks. Okay. Yeah, as I was mentioning earlier, we never had a hockey team in Dallas growing up. By the time we had the Stars, we had left. So not really the Dallas team because I didn't know much about them. When we got here, you know, I'd watch a Blackhawks game every now and then. The, the team that I would always watch a little bit even more than the Blackhawks was I would play, what did I have on the on our PC? It was EA Sports NHL 97, um, mm. and I would always, and I knew nothing about hockey, so I would just, I'd play this game on the computer, and since I knew nothing, I always knew to pick the best team that the computer had, so I always played as the Detroit Red Wings. There you go. There you go. So for a stretch of time, I would have listed Detroit, even though I knew nothing about Detroit and and didn't really watch too many of their games, I would have listed them. But in the last 30 seconds since I've been talking, I have realized what my favorite hockey team is, and it's going to be the University of Illinois Fighting Illini hockey team. There you go. go. Because while I was a student there, the hockey rink that we had was like a a three-minute walk from my dorm. And I remember I had a couple of friends from the dorm. They were huge hockey fans and I didn't really watch hockey much at all, but going to those games was, it was a true experience. It was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was crazy. Like the fans were crazy. It was nuts. It wasn't a very big stadium. So you had to make a lot of noise there. We had, we had two guys that would show up to every single game and they were the headbangers. And anytime they had really long, like Chris Hemsworth, Thor hair. And anytime they'd start playing heavy metal music, these guys are, banging their heads away in the stands. Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of crazy stuff going on at those games. So I always had fun. We got, I think we got to get in for free since we were students. So that's probably the best time I've ever had at a hockey game. Fun. So I'm going to go with the Fighting Illini hockey team. You know, there is something special about college hockey. I've been to a few of the local college games when I was younger. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. Uh, now, my wife, having been on the disciplinary committee at her college, does not have the same thing to say about hockey players sometimes. No, no, I worked in that town 
yeah for years and the hockey players were the unruly sort there there tended to be a trend not to stereotype anything but there tended to be a trend i think that hockey players would show up to those type of events yes yes question number two what's the worst coach you ever had or if you didn't necessarily have a, a bad coach who do you think is the worst college or pro coach Hmm. I can do this one pretty quickly. I'll say it's my eighth grade football coach in Missouri. Okay. He had zero interest. He, of course, you're when you're a, a coach at a school, typically you're also a teacher at the school. And he was our science teacher, eighth grade science mm-hmm. teacher. And I vividly remember I, I started school because we had moved back from England. We didn't know if we were going to be living there or not. So my parents didn't put me in school right away at the beginning of the year. So I started school a few weeks into the year. I vividly remember my first day in class that I'm sitting down. I don't know anybody there. I don't know any of the teachers. I've just come from England where everything is pretty, like the teachers are pretty strict. You know, it most, I mean, we still goof around and stuff, but everybody's pretty high achieving at the school I went to and everything else. And I remember my first day of class, the first period of the day, I'm in my eighth grade science class and I see, oh, it's the football coach. This is going to be great. It's it, Oh, man, that's so much fun. Like, I, I love going to practice and having him as my coach. And I, and then he starts yelling at everybody. He's like, everybody sit down. Shut up. I want <laughs> you all to know that the only reason I'm here teaching science is so I can coach football. I don't give a rip about science. So <laughs> if you all just do what you need to do, stay out of my business, and I, will n- I won't fail you. If you don't bother me, I won't bother you. I won't fail you. And we'll just get through this year, and I can coach football, and you all can get through this and, and not fail science. Sound good? Great. Sit down and shut up. And from there that moment, go. I was like, I don't like this guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not that's not cool. Like, I think of, like, even, even if science is not what you wanted to do with your life, I'm looking at it as the like guy on the football field that's supposed to inspire us to do our best and be our best and all that other stuff. And yet off the field, this is how he talks to the other kids. And so I, something clicked at that point. And I was like, I don't, I don't really like you anymore. I don't think you're a very good coach. You might be a decent football coach, but if you, if you're a completely different personality off the field than you are on the field, then that kind of says something too. Yeah. So, so that's mine. You know, I'll just defer to to Bo here for any additional stories. I don't, I don't really have that, and I don't know the college coaches enough to be able to say, "Oh yeah, this guy's a real piece of work." You know what I'm saying? Dennis isn't here. Um, What's your worst coaching experience with Dennis? My worst <laughs> coaching experience? Oh no, I got no worst. I got no bad coaching experiences with okay. Dennis, man. You guys referenced it on the uh, on the four. No, the the 400th episode, you talked about the road to awesome. And that was, uh, that was one of those that, that, that's like, that, that was, that was an event. That was like, and I'm sure he, I think he probably told us, well, you walked in in the middle of it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and these kids, like there were kids and they weren't bad. It wasn't like they were like, dude, bad kids, but it was just like, they were just getting off track and all this. And it was like, guys, look, don't want to don't want to step on any toes. Yeah. Don't want to upset anybody out there. You guys are awesome. You're awesome. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. We got to get better. And then Dennis jumps in and, but he's just like, okay, well, like awesome. Sometimes is you're not awesome. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you're not awesome. We're on the road. 
to awesome. We're on the road to awesome. And then it ended up, and I was like, that's right. We're on the road. And you know what, guys? Sometimes there's detours on that road. Sometimes there's potholes. And right now we hit a pothole. We got a flat tire. We're on the road to awesome. I mean, it's all good, but we got to, we got to change the tire. And then we went on it and it was back and forth, like tag teaming for like a half an hour of going back and references and illusions. I mean, these kids were just worn down. In my memory. Now I I know I was there for part of it, but in my memory, this is a very elaborate Abbott and Costello skit. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like, it, it, it really was. And it wasn't really so much. It wasn't, it wasn't like we were tug of warring it. Right. It was like tag team. Yeah. It was like tag team. Like he would finish my thought. I would finish his thought. Like, okay, now Pat's giving you this. Uh, let me give you the other side of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, let me um, fill in the gaps that Pat left, but also give you a slight counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey, and I hear, yeah. And then I would, yeah. And that would go. And then there's, there's many road trips. There's, there's many road trip stories and you'll have to get him telling that, but like (laughs) me accidentally ditch, not accidentally ditch, ditching it, but we went for smoothies, but we were going to be late. And I thought he told me to go. And he's saying no, just smoothie story is a good one. Yeah, you remember that one, and I took off on the yeah. car. I'm like, oh, he's telling me to go. All right, let's go. And then he he was actually telling me to wait. Yeah. So he comes running out the door with, like, 84 ounces of smoothie in his hands. And, like, you know, so there's that one. There was a night cleaning up after a big invitational thing, and we're sitting there talking in circles about <laughs> just, like, we're both exhausted and trying to, like, communicate. And it was, yeah, there's some funny stuff. There's There's plenty of funny We'll have to have an entire Patreon episode of the cross-country coaching stories. Well, we know that you and Dennis can talk until 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, that, that's, that stuff has happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got no – I've not go, got no really bad coaching story, like yeah. I said, but, but, the, but, yeah, there's some funny ones with, yeah. <laughs> with cross-country. What about you, Bo? Do you have any bad coaches? You know, uh, you look back on stuff like that and you wonder if they were a bad coach or if I was just a whiny little kid. But I will say I had a coach third, fourth, and fifth grade football. And maybe it's just three years with the same coach. Who knows? But I definitely had no desire to continue playing football after that. Whether it was him, whether it was me, I don't know. But I definitely wonder. You look back on it and you're like, well... Why didn't I want to keep playing football? Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that. But so maybe him. And then you hear all those stories about college coaches that are just jerks to their players. Mm-hmm. Who knows how much of that is sensationalized and how much of that is. Mm-hmm. And then you hear about the real bad stuff that happens at some of these schools. Right. And, you know, there's always going to be those people. So I think that's a tough that's a tough thing to to narrow down and nail down, you know? Yeah. Well, it's funny. We, if, I, I won't go into the whole list of things, but there are certain teams that they're like, especially college teams. There are certain teams that I don't like, and I'm not going to name any of them here because I know we have some friends that are big fans of, of some of these teams, uh, <laughs> but, but in particular, Uh-oh. but in particular, there are some teams that like my whole life I've been like, Oh, I hate that team. I cannot stand that team. But if you were to ask me why, I'd be like, because my dad didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Well, why did your dad like him? Well, because because of this one coach. 
Well, why would your dad have cared about that coach? Well, not when he was coaching this team, but when he was coaching another team, he ran up the score on the Texas Longhorns, and that's why my dad didn't like him. So by right. default, that's why we don't like either of those two teams he coached for. Well, what does that team have to do with the I don't know. I just don't like them. Exactly. So that's, yeah, that's the extent of my not liking certain college. I think that's a great coaching. example of why there's a lot of reasons to not like a coach. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes they do just run up that score and you're like, seriously, dude? Yeah. It's just a jerk move. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, here's the thing. Have you ever rooted for a team and then, or, or been involved with the team and then realized, oh, wait, we're the bad guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, because yeah. I always I always cheer for the Texas teams, so that's not a problem. Uh, there, <laughs> there it is. There it is. I, I don't ever uh, have, I don't ever have that issue. I don't understand. Yeah, I, when people I don't know when people start you know talking about the the Texas the Dallas Cowboys, I, I don't understand. Like it doesn't make sense to me why they would badmouth God's team like that. I know. <laughs> have you ever been on the team that was the bad guys? Been on a team that was the bad guys? Not that I know of. Oh, I have. Okay. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. All right. You, you, There's, you yes. Little, That's all I'm going to say about little it. Bad news, little bad news bears? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, when, when you know you're good, sometimes you flaunt that you're good. You're Maybe the, that's not great. You're the Oakland Raiders of fourth grade? Yeah, well, yeah. a little older than that, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm curious. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Don't want to call anybody out. It wasn't okay. that long ago. <laughs> okay. All right. Now I'm really curious. This may be an off-the-air story. <laughs> but I've definitely been on a team that knew how to run up a score. Let's, oh, okay. let's put it that way. Okay. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, we might have been meeting in the parking lot after the game then. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Question number three. What is your favorite Disney sports movie? I have seen disturbingly few Disney sports movies I learned when okay. researching the answer to this question. So I'm going to defer to you two and see what comes out that maybe I missed. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to say remember the Titans. I I mean it's it's yes, if that one follows a formula then I, I think maybe because it was based on a historical event, it was a little bit different, but I mean, that one doesn't seem as, as like formulaic and, Oh, here's all the stock characters kind of thing. Like I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that one, which I enjoyed this one too. So I I don't want to be, I'm not trying to make a disparaging comment towards anything, but I mean, yeah, I'd say remember the Titans is right up there, you know, great story, actors, characters, events in history. Like, I just think that's, really was was uh, super well done i'm also a big fan of secretariat i think uh, an, another great film mm-hmm. and talks about a, a a real horse and and all that kind of thing and it was so many made great messages in in there and then the only other one is i gotta say it is the runner and the cross-country coach they did mcfarland usa mm-hmm. and uh, i remember matuch and i were texting each other it was like dude we finally have a cross-country movie this is great <laughs> And it was, it was a fun movie and, and, you know, like, Hey man, you got, you got running up on the big screen. So yeah. I would that, say, um, I'd say those three would be my top. Is Kevin Costner the coach in that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one, but it always looked good. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 it's a fun movie. 
It's yeah, I haven't seen that movie. one or Secretariat. Oh yeah, Secretariat's really good as well. I mean, it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. So out of the out of the Disney sports movies, you got you got several different options. Like you know, you've mentioned a bunch of them, McFarland USA, uh, yeah. the Game Plan. That was uh, was that was with that was with Rock. Then you had Stack Secretariat, the greatest game ever played, Glory Road, Angels in the Outfield, Cool Runnings, which we're gonna do later this year. Cool Runnings, yes. Okay. Um, I'm surprised that you went McFarland USA over Airbud. I thought maybe you'd be an Airbud fan. <laughs> Airbud is that the is that the, the dog that flies? Yes, the dog that flies. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Okay. Or it could be what is the was the second one? Airbud Two Golden Receiver. Yeah. 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 Or I'm a little surprised about this one, Pat. I almost thought you'd pick a car movie. I thought you might go with Herbie. Okay. So I, I, Herbie was my invisible friend. Okay. Like, you know, in the past, you know, through or my currently? third. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, once, once I got tenure at school, he kind of went away. But no, Herbie was like, I loved Herbie Love Bug movies. Okay. I really, really did. Like, I, like that was that was it. I just didn't see that as a, a sports movie, yeah. which I know someone's going to come back at me and say, "Dude, car racing. How can you say car racing isn't a sport?" I'm not saying car racing is not a sport. I'm I'm the last guy to say that. I just never put that in the same yeah in the same category. But no, I yeah, it's Herbie. What the love bug rides again, and then Herbie goes bananas or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, those are those are fantastical movies. And then when I worked at the movie theater, it was Herbie Fully Loaded. Yeah, it was, that was the one with... Uh, that was the one with Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I maybe saw that one, possibly. For Herbie? What? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I just need to keep walking, right? Yeah, sure. All right. Okay. All right. No, but the Herbie movies, so they consider those sports movies. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it's right. Do you guys seen the, have you guys seen the Herbie movies? Not all of them. Some of them. Yeah. Not, okay. I don't think I've seen all of them. Oh, they're so fun. I mean, they're racing. So is you just said racing is a sport. Yeah. So it counts. Yeah. Yeah. It's good um, stuff. Well, we're going to, we're going to do a daily double here. Cause I also would choose remember the Titans. Yeah. That is that. That's one of my favorite. I forget Disney movies, but that's one of my favorite sport movies. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would always. I would always show either show the whole thing or show clips of it whenever we were reading. You know, in my English class, when we were reading things like To Kill a Mockingbird <laughs> or some of the stuff like that, I would kind of pair that with with some of our, you know, like talking through school integration when we'd read the the book that went along with the Little Rock Nine and some of that stuff, I'd kind of do, I'd do a little bit of Remember the Titans as a visual mm-hmm. that they could see to kind of go along with, with some of those ideas. And just, I, I think I watched it so many times having shown it in my class and then even outside of my class and watched it with the kids, I think a couple of years ago. It's just, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. All right. That's and, and Bo, you said that you did feel like you've seen enough yeah, to really I, say. Yeah, I was looking at the list and I was like, "Wow, okay, so haven't seen so many of these." Okay. 
So I was looking at, remember the Titans, I was looking at the Mighty Ducks, and that was kind of it. I was okay. realizing that a lot of these Disney sports movies I've never seen. Yeah. You you have not seen Cool Runnings? No, not all the way through. Oh. I've seen bits and pieces here and there, but it's one of those things you know exists and you know the premise and mm-hmm. that's all you've ever needed. So I never really watched the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that coming up here soon. All right. Far out, man. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We've got some episodes coming up very, very soon. This month, if you are one of our Patreon folks, you can go back and check out the Razzies of 1992. Uh, We talked about Shining Through, Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, and Final Analysis. We had already covered the Bodyguard and Newsies as two of our regular episodes, but those were also contenders for the Razzies of 92. Our Patreon Shorts. Obi-Wan Kenobi is out already at the time this episode comes out. I believe Thor Love and Thunder will also have come out. Those will be two couple little quick episodes there as well. And then all of the other past stuff that we've done on Patreon is available to you if you are one of those co-executive producers. For the rest of this month, the last movie that we have in our Salute to Animals month is going to be Beethoven, which is coming out next week. And then beyond that... We've got our best motorcycle movies is our Patreon for next month. And then we, I'm not quite sure what one of the Patreon shorts will be. The other one will be Creep Show from 1982. I'll do a real quick 15-minute review on Creep Show. And then our regular episodes are going to be Sneakers, Glen Gary, Glen Ross, Captain Ron, Wayne's World, and White Men Can't Jump. So we have got some fun stuff coming up. Are there any of those of the movies we've got coming up soon and Pat, I know you're going to say best motorcycle movies, but other than best motorcycle movies, any of the movies that we've got coming up soon, either Beethoven this month or the movies I listed for next month, do you have any of those in particular you're really looking forward to? I've always loved sneakers. Okay. Yeah, movie. yeah. You took the word, uh, took the bread out of my mouth. That was the same here. Of those movies, the only one I don't think I've seen, I have not seen Captain Ron. Oh, oh, it's fun. So Captain not, Ron is great. It's goofy and silly, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's Kurt Russell. I mean, I know, right? Yeah, it's just good. <laughs> yeah, it, Captain Ron is good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to all those. Yeah, there's some good movies coming up. Of those, I mean, if I had to pick one that I'm really looking forward to that I have not seen in a while, and I think I probably need to introduce the kids to is Wayne's World. Camera one, camera two, two. camera one, camera two. two. There's I, there's so much stuff from Wayne's World that I use every day. Oh yeah, Schwing! and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, <laughs> and so on, and so on. Adi 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 swing. Abraham Lincoln. What? What? Am I? Gonna, I do not own a gun, much less many guns, which would necessitate the use of a gun rack. What am I gonna do? With a gun rack. Well, if you don't like it. <sighs> I learned that two men can share a platonic love. There's so much stuff. No stairway. No stairway next time. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. That was the first CD that I ever bought with my own money. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. It was the Wayne's World soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. It is an excellent mm-hmm. soundtrack. I need to go find it and play it. All right, that's going to do it, gents. You can find us at 30 Podcast on Twitter and all the other different social media spots. 
Instagram, Facebook, all those different places. Interact with us on there. If you want to send us a a quick voicemail, you can do that again through our website, 30podcast.com, and then we will listen to it, and if you want us to, we'll respond to it on the show. You can send us an email. We don't typically put our email out there very often, but if you want to send us something a little longer, but you don't want to record a voicemail, we are 30podcast at gmail.com, so you can always send stuff there as well. So yeah, go check out our Patreon stuff, check out our past episodes, we've got plenty of them, and... As always, gentlemen, I have so much fun talking movies with you. Talking yeah, to you, John. Great. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's great. Great being back with you. All right, everybody. Next time, we'll be back here next week for Beef Oven. In the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we'll see you back here next time. <laughs> <laughs>